Welcome to Addicted to the Climb. I am your host, Kelly Tyen. As a faith-fueled health and transformation coach, author, and breast cancer survivor, my mission is to provide you with the wisdom, the tools, and all the success tips that I've learned along my own journey in health, fitness, faith, and personal development. Plus, you'll hear some incredible and inspiring conversations that will motivate you and empower you to keep on climbing no matter what you're going through. Let's buckle up to start a brand new climb together and start showing up differently as we work our way to the top. Right now, this is your time to take in all the positivity and all the blessings that God has for you. So let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome back to a new week on Addicted to the Climb. I'm just so thankful that you are here today. Tuning into my show, it means the world to me. I know there's so many places you can be right now, but you chose to be here. Listening to this episode on a Monday or Tuesday or whatever day you choose to listen to. Maybe you're actually on a walk right now. I love listening to podcasts during my workouts when I'm outside or on a drive. So I just want to thank you again. It means the world to me. And don't forget to leave me that review. So today we're going to jump in because I have brought on a special guest that I'm super excited to talk to her about what she her expertise is in. And her name is Tamika McTeer. She is a certified marriage coach a wife of 16 years, an author, a transformational speaker, and a mom of two. After spending years in ministry serving married couples, she accepted the call that God had for her to serve married women and couples on a higher level. Tamika uses her signature talk method and experience to empower other women to have happy marriages on their own. She writes about relationships, offers coaching on the power of communication in marriage, and hosts the Ageless Conversations podcast. Tamika's mission is to help wives thrive in their marriage while writing their own stories, creating their own paths, and becoming unstoppable in the pursuit of their God-given dreams. I love what you're doing, Tamika. I'm so excited to have you today. So welcome. Kelly, thank you so much for just the invite. And I'm excited to have this conversation with you today. Oh, that means so much to me. Well, let's jump in. I first like to start with some fun questions. Just quick sure. little, let's set the mood. Um, <laughs> what is your favorite book in the Bible? Oh, gosh. I'm going to say my favorite book in the Bible. I'm going to go with Psalms. Um, I feel like it's so many good nuggets there. Um, as you were saying that instantly it popped in my head. Am I going to say Proverbs? Am I going to say Psalms? But I feel like there's so much um, in a day to day that we can just go to Psalms and get through. I, absolutely. They're, they're a, it's like peace. Mm -hmm. You feel the peace when you read a psalm. They're so beautiful, so insightful. So I agree. I love the book of Psalms. I'm actually reading right now, really digging deep into Philippians. I'm in okay. a Bible study. Yeah. Man, there's only six chapters in that book. And listen, people, if you haven't dug into the book of Philippians, it's short, but powerful, real yeah. powerful. So I love that one too. 
Now, what about, are you with coffee or tea? You know, I would originally have said that I'm a tea drinker. Let's go 50-50. Let's go 50-50. It really just depends upon the day. I would say during this whole pandemic, um, I've experienced a lot of different teas and I have to tell you that lemon ginger, the lemon ginger flavor um, has definitely become one of my favorites. But every now and again, I can enjoy a coffee. During the pandemic, I was also introduced to iced coffee. I know that some people may have been drinking it for years, but I didn't start drinking it until during the pandemic. So I enjoy a nice iced coffee here and there, but um, a warm coffee sometimes in the morning. And you're the second person that has said both, like a 50-50. Usually people are totally one or the other, but I love the lemon ginger because Mm -hmm. Those are two of my favorite ingredients, you know, for yep. inflammation and detoxing. I mean, girl, those are like the ultimate superfoods right there. Yeah. There's so. another tea that I drink also, and that has turmeric in it. And yes. for those same reasons. Oh, yep. love that. Okay. What about, um, do you have an AM routine, a morning routine? Um, I do have a morning routine. Um, and that's really just to get up and find a moment to express gratitude, thankfulness for the day. Um, spend some time in prayer, whether that's um, just lying there in my bed and silently saying, you know, a quick prayer to myself or actually getting up and removing myself from my bedroom and going into another space, um, spending time in prayer and um, dedicating some time to devotional. And one of the things that's important to me that I do to start out my day, um, I've always found that it works. It creates more productivity for me throughout the day is um inviting some type of movement in. And so exercise I've always found has been um, a good energy booster for me and just a good way for me to set the tone. It also allows me the opportunity being both uh, a mom and a wife to show up and do something for myself before I take that time and whatever the day is calling for to pour into myself before I pour into my family work and anything else. So if nothing else, I try to dedicate 30 minutes um, a day you know, just to myself, moving body, whether that's outside, whether that's going to the gym, exercising, or coming down in my basement just to ride on my Peloton. I love it. Oh, that is amazing. I actually want to jump into this for a minute because I want to talk about exercise. And the way you said it was, I don't know, it gave me such, it, it was it was so light to you. It doesn't seem like you make it a big stressful thing in your life. But tell me about that. Do do you? So I don't I don't make I don't make fitness a big stressful thing because it's something that I have to do, um, and it's become very important to me to make sure I'm honoring myself and giving myself the things that I need on a daily basis. Um, quite honestly, believe it or not, it's something that I started um, a routine now of doing over 20 years ago. Wow, over 20 years ago, oh, um, and I found that. Um, It really helps, like I said, for me to set the mood and just whatever I'm going to experience in the day. When I don't incorporate some type of movement and fitness to honor myself first, I feel that my day um, is more cloudy and probably off balance, scattered. Mm -hmm. But um, when I give myself that opportunity to just release in the morning, it creates a different level of freedom. Absolutely. Wow. Doesn't it? it, It's amazing. And to the woman right now, you said you started 20 years ago, pretty much like me, but to the woman right now listening or the man, and they just are so fed up with 
the way they look, the way they feel, they want to exercise, but it hasn't been a habit. Take us back 20 years ago. What were those steps you took, Tamika, to just get going and to create this routine in your own life? Sure. That's a really good question. And I'm glad that you asked me that. And so for me, I'm just going to share a piece of my personal story and what really got me there. Um, I became a mom at the tender age of 19. And during my pregnancy, I ended up having to deliver my daughter early because I was diagnosed with toxemia. And if for anybody that's not aware of that, it's toxemia or preeclampsia when you have an extended, um, a very elevated uh, blood pressure. And so during my pregnancy, they noticed it at uh, 29, 30 weeks. And by the time I got to 32 weeks, they were like, we're probably going to have to take the baby because my blood pressure continued to increase, to continue to increase. So I gave birth to my daughter at um, 33 weeks. She was okay. And so if anybody is familiar with what that is, there's only one way to uh, get rid of it, and that's to give birth. And so um, without giving birth, you lose the chance of risking your life, your child's life, or both. And so thank God that, you know, we both came out on, you know, the right side. But for me, that was an opportunity and something that I really paid close attention to. What I didn't know at the time is that um, once I had experienced that and speaking to one of my aunts on my dad's side of the family, I come to learn that. That's something that every female on my dad's side of the family had experienced with primarily their first pregnancy. And so something that I wasn't even aware of, it seems like it's hereditary. So it was bound to happen to me. Additionally, um, as the years continue to progress, what I noticed is on my father's side of the family, anytime that there's been a death, it's always been associated with um, a heart attack, stroke, aneurysm. So right there, as you can see, there's a pattern and there's something that's hereditary there. So me knowing what my experience was when I got pregnant with my daughter at 19 and what I had experienced and then seeing the deaths that um, have occurred on my dad's side of the family, it's become very important to me and it's kept me in a place of intentionality where I want to show up to honor my body and honor my temple. Mm. As a woman of faith, um, I know that's something that God wants us to do. And so one of the ways that I stay committed is always remembering that. And that for me is my why. Why am I doing this? Because I want to make sure that um, I'm paying attention to my body and doing everything necessary to prevent what I've seen happen. Mm, As the the matriarch of my family, I want to be an example to everybody in my household and those on the outside that are watching me um, to let them know that, Um, I'm honoring my temple and you see me doing something that sparks interest in yourself and make you want to do it. So that's just a little bit about me and how it's kept me consistent. I would rather spend the money um, paying to go to the gym or um, doing whatever is necessary to prevent being on those medications. Oh, that's so powerful. I love that. You, the way you worded it, the what you said, I hope that really penetrates through somebody listening right now. Think about where you are in your life at this very moment, if you're ultimately healthy, or maybe you're not, maybe you're struggling right now with your weight, do it for you. Be that example to someone else that might even be watching you. But what find out what your why is yeah in, in really digging into that i think that's the number one thing i think people just 
get so frustrated and overwhelmed with, oh, I working out, that's too much for me. I can't get into a workout routine. I don't have time, but it's movement for you to move yeah. your body. So this is our temple. We only have one mm -hmm. to live in. You know, why are you going to go wash and wax your car and take such good care of that when it's sitting in the driveway, when yeah. you have to walk around with your own body and take that everywhere you go? Yeah. You know, it's really um, unbelievable how a lot of us don't put our health first. And I love how you put it. I love the way you look at it. And it doesn't have to be this whole workout routine. It doesn't have to crazy, be. Right? Like you said, go for a walk. Maybe you go downstairs on the Peloton. Just have a plan. Have a program in your head mm -hmm. that you're going to follow. Something that feels comfortable for yes. you and something that's going to keep you committed. You exactly. know, the one that hit workout may not work for you but outside is free so therefore even just going outside and being committed to that it gives you not only the opportunity to get outside and move the body but to connect back to the earth and you know oh, it's I just know. it's it's just something yeah. altogether different when you get outside and just let nature take over and then it also takes away um from that person that says that they don't have the additional income everybody's mm -hmm. financial situation is different so mm -hmm. if you are up, up against you know financial challenges don't let that be your reason that you still don't honor your temple, that you don't create some type of consistency. Mm -hmm. I agree 100%. And that's the thing. And once you begin this pattern of doing it, it almost becomes addicting. You mm -hmm. know, we get addicted to the climb in our health and faith and fitness that way by doing it over and over and over. Yeah, yeah. So, I love it. Well, I really do want to jump over. Thank you for sharing. I wanted to touch upon the fitness thing. So that was perfect. Um, but I do want to jump over into what you're doing right now in as a marriage coach and how what led you to that to doing what you're doing? Sure. So as someone that's going to be soon married 17 years here this coming September, um, I love being married. It's a beautiful thing. But I have to be honest and say when I said I do 17 years ago, while I thought I was equipped for what marriage um, was going to be, <laughs> nobody equipped me for how to bounce back from those. Um, I like to call them just normal disagreements that couples tend to have. Mm -hmm. And so for myself um, specifically, I've all my husband and I have always been connected to married couples by way of our church and serving in married couples ministries and things like that. However, what I felt like I saw when it came to the women in the church that I were around was that nobody were really sharing their true authentic stories from a place of transparency and even saying anything along the lines of how they would bounce back from disagreements. Sure, sure people in the church talked about um, going to church together or praying together, but I never felt like anybody was um, sharing the truth behind the scenes. Mm. And for me, I, <laughs> I, was, I, I was single for eight and a half, nine years before saying I do. So I was someone who went into marriage, um, I would say, I had I had achieved a lot of success in my singleness prior to getting married. A lot of what I had achieved, many people achieved during marriage. And it's no big thing of how the achievements come. It's just that's where I was when I got married. And so I was used to being the high achiever, um, getting things right, always being in control. However, when I got married, some of that changed. And so I went from being... Um, 
<laughs> how I like to say it is being Miss Independent. And when I became Mrs. McTeer, what I didn't know is Miss Independent had to go. A lot of the attitude mindset that I had coming into the marriage, what I didn't know is that she had to go. And so Kelly, you wouldn't know by looking at me and your audience wouldn't know by listening to me, but the woman I am today and the woman I used to be are not the same as I have completely evolved as a wife. Mm -hmm. You see, I was the person who was, <laughs> again, so used to having things her way, um, always having to have the last word, mm -hmm. um, even if that meant being passive aggressive or whatever it is to get my way. And when I feel like when things were not going my way, I was good for playing the silent treatment game. And so you might be familiar with that silent treatment game because we've all played that game a time or two. I, I am like nodding my head. You guys, you can't see me, but everything she's saying, I'm like, yep, yep, <laughs> yes, yes, it, yep. If, if you're married or in a long-term mm -hmm. relationship, we've all played that game a yes. time or two. And so I can't remember the disagreement, but I will always remember how I felt. Um, there was one time my husband and I had just had a stint after me playing one of my silent treatment games. And I remember being in my closet thinking, I want to talk to my husband, but I don't even know what to say. Mm. Am I supposed to apologize or was I going to wait on him to apologize? I felt trapped wondering if I would ever get to a place where I could say what's on my heart without the fear of rejection or abandonment. I knew it wasn't healthy and I knew that's not the way I wanted to spend the rest of my marriage. When I think about games, they create laughter, joy, and fun. The silent treatment game, Kelly, mm. it didn't give me any of that. No. While in my closet one day, I remember crying out to God and saying, I no longer want to lean on my understanding. I'm tired of playing this game. I'm ready to do the work to find out why I'm struggling so much to be vulnerable and communicate with my husband. And in that very moment, I heard the Holy Spirit say, Tamika, you need to do the one thing you haven't been doing. It's time to talk. Like oh. that silent treatment game, oh. who is it? Who is it serving? It's, it's time to talk. And that experience took me on a journey um, of creating this talk method. And the T taught me how to transform my mind. The A was assessing the foundation. L is learning new techniques and K is kickstarting conversations that I was once afraid to have. Mm. For me, it took me back to a place of my childhood and remembering the household that I grew up in and the way I saw my parents communicating with one another. Um, I never liked the way my father, you know, spoke to my mother or even the way he treated her for that matter. And so what I didn't realize is when I went into my marriage that I was silently um, probably carrying some of those fears of what I had seen, but also protecting myself in a way, even though my husband never spoke to me anywhere remotely the way that I saw my father perform. It's just, I had this mindset that that won't happen to me. So I always had a defense mechanism up mm -hmm. during my time of just personal development and really transforming my mind. I had to really sit with self and be vulnerable first with self before I can be vulnerable with my husband and really say, is, is what's happening really the truth or is this a story that I'm telling myself? Am I struggling because I wanna, I'm on a power trip? You know? Yeah. I, 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 had, I had to go through this process. Yes. Um, and so just really being vulnerable with self that's how I came up with the talk method. And once I started to implement that, 
man, it took me from a place of being afraid just to say anything because I'm like, we come from two totally different backgrounds. Um, I might seem broken, you know, and his lifestyle, you know, the way he grew up, I may have to some degree viewed it as more perfection compared to mine. And so because of that, I'm like, if he knew really my background, what, what would he think? Would he still want to be married to me? Mm-hmm. You know, so just going through that transition. And so once I was able to do that, um, my husband and I relocated from Cleveland, Ohio to Charlotte, North Carolina 10 years ago. And when we first arrived here and got connected to church, one of the first things I felt like God was saying was he wanted us to lead married couples. And I was thinking, that couldn't be right. (laughs) You would never want me to lead married couples. Like, why, 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 why? But now I fully understand it. I fully get it. And I'm grateful for um, my yes to God and that he chose me to be available for other women. You see, what he's allowed me to do is give women what I feel like I didn't have in the beginning. And that's a safe that's a safe place, a safe space for them to really truly express um, what it is that they're feeling in their marriage. And for me to take them through that talk method and find out is that truth or is that just feelings? Because mm-hmm. we all have feelings and we can get caught up in them. Right, right. And, is, and help helping them just to, you know, change the lens on the way that they see their marriage. Sure, there are some um, people that are in some really tough marriages. And then there's others um, that I don't believe is as a tough a marriage as you believe it is. You just have to really make the commitment to do the work. That's it right there is the commitment. And, and gosh, you said so many things that I want to touch upon. I wrote a few things down, but... You know, I feel in marriage, like you going back to what you said about the silent treatment and when you were in the closet and you're like, am I, what am I going to say? I remember being in that place as a young married person and just the arguments and the fighting because Mm -hmm. you can't see eye to eye in the beginning. You're still getting to know the person, you know, give yourself some grace on that part of it too, that we just got married or maybe you're five years in right now. That's still fresh and new. Mm -hmm. A lot is going to happen from there. But I, my advice in listening to you is why can't we be the one ladies to say the first word. You don't have to just hold on to this grudge. You made the decision mm-hmm. to marry this man. And that was a decision to say yes, just like it's a decision to say, I'm sorry, even yeah. if you don't feel you're sorry. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's the, the first step in mending any argument, any fight is those two words are yeah. the most powerful words yeah. we can say. Yeah, none of us like to do that. I was, like, yeah. you know, when you were talking about the, the beginning and you were independent and that was me, I was so hardcore, like, mm-hmm. no, if it's not going yep. my way, if then it ain't the going my way. way, it ain't going no way if it ain't going my no way. way. Okay? Like, I, I am right. You do realize that, right? Yes. <laughs> you know, yes. and then yes. and then letting pride sit in. And like you said, not wanting to use those two powerful words and saying, I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Like yes. only your crap, like you were wrong and you should say that. I'm sorry. Don't act. Don't don't continue to walk around like perfect Patty. Exactly. But, you know, another thing on that is that sometimes I say sorry. And now, gosh, I've been married over 20 years, but sometimes I say sorry, even when I'm not or when I know, you know, I'm 
I'm right. And and I really know I'm right. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, you know, when you're married, I made a commitment. I learned in over the years that, you know, having God in the center of my relationship has definitely helped my marriage. But, yeah. you know, saying I'm sorry, even when I don't want to mm-hmm. changes everything in a yeah. minute. I still uh, love the. I still love him, even yeah. though I'm I'm hot right now. But you know what <laughs> right. I'm saying. It can I always be like to say, yeah, I love that. I always like to say, like God be God, and you take care of what you need to do. Yes. Don't operate from a place of contract. It like if he does this, then I'll do this. Remember mm. the covenant. Yes, yes, that is that's the most important thing. Exactly. And I just, one other thing you said is um, meeting in the, well, I want to touch on this. When you are in those moments and you're trying to, because I work with a lot of women. So we talk about relationships besides fitness and people are stuck in marriages and all this other stuff. But when you made that covenant, that commitment, it's meeting in the middle. Mm -hmm. It's not, it's not. 80% you, 20% him or vice versa. And so how do you teach people to meet in the middle? Like when they're in the heat, in the thick of it? Yeah. um, So what I like to say, we always, not to the 10, we all need that period of time where it's just like, okay, I need a couple of minutes to cool off. For some people, they have a hot word that they like to implement. For others, um, it's just you know, walking away for a little bit. I would say for me specifically, I instantly am drawn to that transform the mind. So in that transforming my mind, I'm thinking about, I'm I'm recounting in my mind what actually just happened. Where did the where did the disconnect and communication take place? And then try to go instantly right back to that place, revisit it. Um, how did I feel in that situation? Like, did I feel attacked or did I feel like he wasn't listening? That is like the first thing to do. Like acknowledge those feelings. You don't have to dismiss them and you don't have to be um, performing in a way that's dismissive. But really, really look at, you know, what just happened. Um, Get get real and true with yourself. I like to say before we can be in a relationship with anybody else, we have to be in perfect relationship with self. And so a lot of times... Um, and being in perfect relationship with self, we have to do a lot of that deep work and asking ourselves um, tough questions. Mm-hmm. Mm. And so in that situation, when you've gone through that first step, okay, now let me assess this foundation really, really quick and see now that I know where the breakdown came, what is it that I can do? What is something that typically um, will get us back on track so that we're not in silence for 24 to 72 hours? And, and wasting time. Yeah, and wasting time and walking past each other, not saying anything mm-hmm. or slamming the kitchen doors. Oh. Let's see. <laughs> let's see how I can go ahead and get this thing back on track. Okay, so now you you know where the breakdown came at. You've assessed um, what it is you can do. Learning new technique is not doing what you always do and just sweeping things under the rug. We all know it's the little vices that add up and turns into the big thing. Some people will say, oh, it's just... That's so small, I'm not going to acknowledge it. And really, we need to be acknowledging everything big and small. Yeah, it, it doesn't have it doesn't have to be in a way that's attackful, but still um, honoring self in a way. 
exactly. and, and, and saying like, hey, you know, I noticed that it made me feel this way. The more and more you are vulnerable and the more and more I believe that we continue to communicate with our spouse in a way like, hey, I acknowledge what happened, but still sharing how we felt and communicating with I statements, it takes the blame and pointing the finger from your spouse and really letting them know and, you know, see it from your perspective. They don't feel attacked, even though they played a role in it. You are you are literally communicating only from a place of this is how I felt when I experienced A, B, and C, you know, whatever it is yes. that, that happened. And then again, just continuing to kickstart that conversation with confidence, not from a place of fear, not from a place of you are trying to read his mind and um, anticipate what he's going to say next so that you can finish his sentence. Right. But in confidence in a way that's going to continue to move the marriage forward so that you guys go from a place of surviving in your communication to thriving. Yes. Amen. Oh, I love that so much. And, you know, it always, Tamika, you keep saying it over and over. It all comes down to doing that deep work. Yeah. Because the question is, right now, if you're in a struggling marriage, the question you have to ask yourself is, how badly do I really want this? Yeah. I said yes to someone. I made a commitment. Why are you giving up? How badly do you want it? You either have to put the work in or you're not and nothing's going to work. Yeah. So it really I'm, does come down to that. It does take work. It takes hard work. It's yeah. not easy. Nobody's marriage. You see on the outside, these beautiful marriages, like my own even, but let me just tell you, <laughs> for seven years in the, you know, Last week, I mean, it gets rough, but you learn how to manage those hard times together yeah. with the communication, with faith, with the Lord right by your side and with God, I can do all things, right? Yeah, yeah. So, I, I, love I, I also like to say um, sometimes um, you could be experiencing challenges only because you haven't identified like your capacity. And again, sometimes that need to be in control is handling everything from A to Z in the home, whether that's cooking, cleaning, doing the grocery shopping, taking the kids, being Uber, you know, for the kids, when really um, you can have a lot of stresses and feel like you and your spouse are disconnected just because you haven't invited him in and, and let him know how he could assist you. Mm. So, even Ooh, good. so even communicating about that and not feeling the need that I'm mom, I have to do everything, but actually inviting him in and delegating some of those tasks to him frees you up. Yes. Yes. You also, you, you also might be the type of female or wife um, that struggles with community. And so we know that there is so much power in community. There's so much power in it. And you may be someone that has ex had an experience with another female where you felt like I had a bad experience with her. So therefore I can't trust females or all females will do this to me. I say, get that negative um, energy out of your mind. And may, while that may have been a truthful experience, don't let that one encounter with someone um, dictate the possibilities and the community that's possibly out there waiting to support you mm -hmm. when you have a hard day or something like that. And you just want to pour into somebody that you feel like can see exactly where you're coming from. Sure, you might have your mom who's married. Sure, you might have your sister who's married. But do you actually feel like you have community with them? Do you feel comfortable in a way of communicating with them where you feel like you won't be judged? Mm -hmm. I think that's the biggest part of, for a woman at least, is finding community 
whether it is in a fitness community because you're mm -hmm. struggling or wives to just vent to each other. I love that. I think community is the key to our success in everything we do. Yeah. And that that's a so I I do want to oh, I'm seeing something on my Zoom. I'm telling you this technology thing is like unbelievable. <laughs> uh, but I want to jump over into your book. I want to share with my listeners that you are an author. So tell yes. us about your book and where we can find it and what it's all about. Sure. So the title of the book is The Image in the Mirror. Very excited about that. Um, actually, just a few weeks ago now, um, a documentary came out. So it's a book and a documentary. Um, I am one of the contributing authors. It's an anthology that I participated in. And so I love the title of the book, The Image in the Mirror, because as I've probably said a little bit throughout this conversation, no matter what it is that we're doing in life, um, everything, I feel like Michael Jackson said it best. I'm starting with the man in the mirror. And so before you can move forward with anything that you want to do, you have to, it all starts with self, the way you think about self, the way you talk to self. Are you speaking to yourself in a way that's negative or like, are you always the person that's self-sabotaging and saying, I can't, I can't? Or are you the person that's going to show resilience, regardless of the challenge that's presented for you, you're going to find a way to rise above. And so in the book, that's what I do. Um, I really drill down into four, four core areas, which is what I like to call my four pillars, which are faith, fitness, family, and finances. I believe those are the core of what we all will experience in life. Um, and so for me, without God, I'm nothing. Um, and so you may believe in whatever it is. Um, I just say believe in a higher power. But for me, that's um, Jesus Christ and God. So um, having those core areas in place, developing interpersonal skills, um, being well, fit body and mind, um, it's just powerful. And then wealth, finances. I mean, we have to have that in order to move forward, you know, in whatever it is we want to do as a believer. I mean, God commands us to be good stewards over our finances. Yes. And so what are we, what are we doing to ensure that we are good stewards, whether that's um, in the church and tithing or setting your family up for success, doing investments, whatever it is, what are you doing to ensure that you steward your finances in a way that's honoring? Mm. Oh, wow. That is so good. I love that. I could go on and on and talk to you all about that. Maybe I'll have to have you back on so we can teach some finances to these women and get them addicted to the climb in that way. <laughs> so we can be good stewards. You know, that's that's so important. Yeah. And I also think it's power. And, um, you know, if you choose to women having their own money, too, you yes. know, you yes. know, like it's OK for you to want more and find a way to go out and earn um, something mm -hmm. of your own, whether that's creating it on your own or working for somebody. Even if there was a season where you didn't work and now you feel that you want to do something more. Oh, don't think your don't think your time has expired exactly. with that. Exactly. Exactly. That's what your whole brand is all about. Ageless. It, yes. it, it doesn't matter how old you are or where you're coming from. It's all about putting that first step and taking that step yes. and taking that climb. I love it. Oh man, you blessed us so much with so much goodness and so many tips and 
just for our relationships and marriages and ladies, again, if you're struggling, reach out to Tamika if you need someone to latch arms with or lean on and tell us where they can find you. Sure. Yeah. And you asked me earlier about the book, so they can purchase the book at my website, which is TamikaMcTeer.com. Additionally, for that woman that is struggling um, with communication in her marriage, if you go over to my website, I have a free, um, it's called a conversation guide, talk it out conversation guide that you can go and download right now to get you started our next journey. And if you just want to um, have a conversation, feel free to just book, uh, you know, a free complimentary call. And I would love to support you on your journey. Thank you. That's, that's amazing. I so appreciate that. So lastly, I always ask, what are you excited about right now? What are you climbing towards next, whether it's in your personal life or in your business? Sure. Um, great question. So I'm going to answer from a, a business standpoint. Right now, I am climbing to, I would love to land a partnership with um, a brand deal. Um, and so as a girl who loves fitness and wears a lot of Fabletics <laughs> clothing, I'm just going to put it out there. I would love to have a brand partnership or sponsorship on the podcast with Fabletics. That's I mean, something. I love yeah. it. Yes. yes. That is so amazing because, you know, you're putting it out there. You're speaking it into life and you're going to stick by it. And I can't wait to see how this plays yeah. out for you. I mean, like I said it. <laughs> yes, you did. That is like when I first said I was going to write my book. And I said it, I'm like, okay, I told a person yeah. I have to do this. Yep. Yep. It's amazing what can happen when you speak life yes. into yourself, yes. right? <laughs> so, oh, Tamika, this was beautiful conversation. Thank you so much for being here today and sharing everything that you did and just helping us stay on the climb again in our relationships and our marriage. That's just the key to happiness and just feeling whole. Nobody wants to feel alone in their marriage and struggle to the point where you're so exhausted. So, you know, lean into your faith. If you need us to pray with you, reach out to us. You can find Tamika um, on her website. I will post the links in the show notes. But again, thanks for coming and being on the show today, Tamika. And thank you all for tuning in to Addicted to the Climb. I just pray you have a healthy and happy week ahead. And until next time, keep on climbing. Bye, guys. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for being here every week because my goal is to always empower and inspire you so you can keep on climbing even when life gets tough. If you felt blessed today, it would mean the world to me if you subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. And one of the ways you can help me is if you would leave me a five-star rating and a review. This is really how I can help more people just like you. You can do this right on your podcast app on your phone. It's super easy. It will only take one minute. Also, if you want to be part of my private community on Facebook, head over there to Faith fuel and fitness and I'll meet you inside or you can even head over to my website kellytian.com to get more inspiration and resources to keep you on your own climb. Thank you again and have a healthy and happy week.